day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulchre, bringing the spices which they had prepared, and certain others with them. They found the stone rolled away from the sepulchre, and they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed, thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words, and returned from the sepulchre, and told all these things unto the eleven and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene and Joanna, and Mary the mother of James, and other women that were with them, which told these things unto the apostles. And their words seemed to them as idle tales, and they believed them not. Then arose Peter and ran unto the sepulchre, and stooping down he beheld the linen, clothes laid by themselves, and departed, wondering in himself at that which was come to pass. Behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem about threescore furlongs. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were holden that they should not know him. And he said unto them, What manner of communications are these that you have one to another as you walk and are sad? And the one of them whose name was Cleophas, Answered, answering said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and hast not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? And he said unto them, What things? And they said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet mighty indeed and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him, but we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulcher, and when they found not his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels, which said that he was alive. And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulcher and found it even so, as the women had said. But him they saw not. Then he said unto them, O fools, and slow of heart to believe, all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And they drew nigh unto the village whither they went, and he made as though he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it, and break it, break and gave to them. And their eyes were open, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight, and they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us 
while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scripture. Thank you, Brother Neville. And a good evening to you all. It's been a great day for me this day. Amen. It has been great in many ways. Of course, I've got a little older today, so it makes it a little greater, and I'm getting a greater age. But I, it's been a great day because it's Easter, and then a great day because something has happened to me this day Amen. that I have will never forget. It was a desire that come on my heart that I, all my life I've wondered about things and why was I born into this world. Then I was just thinking this morning when I was speaking of Moses and he, what must have come in his mind when he learned that he was a Hebrew? Why would God ever permit him to be raised up in Pharaoh's palace and then take a place, a position at the backside of the desert to find what he was to do in life. Now, I've often wondered as a boy how that God in the early days had been speaking to me. Then I wonder why he permitted that picture to be taken. I wonder why he did it in Germany and in Finland. I wonder why all these things has happened. I just can't believe that it was because, that, because I'm not a preacher. I have the education. I have the ability to be a preacher. It must be something different. I believe God's people are in bondage. I believe they're in bondage because of tradition of man. And... Today we have tens of thousands dying daily with diseases that medical science can't touch. And they're God's children. And I believe, I, I may not live to see it, but I believe that there's coming an hour, and that may be soon at hand, that God is going to do something in this manner to prove that He's still Almighty God. Amen. I, I believe it. I've seen it in a measure. But I believe it was a small measure to what we will see. Amen. Now, I am to leave to, in the morning for a little rest period, which I, today, I, in that water, I baptized many times, but I got colder today than I ever did in my life. I got so cold I could hardly talk. It was just because of run down. I've been going since... Christmas, or right after Christmas, was hardly a night off. And I have no bad cold, but I just weak and run down. I'm going down to the lake tomorrow, if the Lord willing, to take a few days of rest. I'll be back, the Lord willing, in a few days, and we'll meet together again before we go out in the services, God willing, which is just about, 10, about 20 days from now. Then I go back for the full month in the New England States. Come back, that's the whole month of May with two days, two or three days off. Then from there, I hardly have over about five days until I go to Africa. That's all through the month of June. And it's going to be hard. I'm going to depend on this little church, these people Amen. praying for me, Amen. for I need it. need it very bad. And, you know, no one will never know 
this side of glory, what all it's been and how the struggles that I've had to go through. I don't tell it to people. There's no need of telling it to people. They couldn't understand it, neither do I understand it. It's just something you just go on. Just go ahead. Now, so that the people standing won't have to stand too long, I've chosen for a text tonight. This text, as Brother Neville had just read Luke 24, of the resurrection, my subject tonight is the evidence of the resurrection. And now, while he was reading, there was several things that he spoke of here that I'd like to refer to. That is the first, that these who went to the tomb first in the morning. Now, no matter how much he died and how pathetic his death was, if there was no resurrection, he was just a man to die. Yeah. There's been many great men in our, in our world that has made great claims. For instance, uh, Confucius, the great Chinese philosopher, died about 2,300 years ago. Buddha, the great prophet god of Japan, also died around 2,300 years ago. Made great statements, but he died and he remains in the grave. There's Mohammed, the privilege of being at his grave, for for 2,000 years the white horse has stood at his grave, changing guards every four hours, expecting him to rise someday and ride the world down and conquer it. Mohammed's, which is the greatest religion in number in the world, they outnumber all the Christians, Catholics put together. But yet, Mohammed is in the grave. And all these religions, when we say that Jesus is raised from the dead, they say, prove it. And we say, well, he's in a heart. They say that their founders is in a heart. But I'm so glad that Jesus left us a solid rock foundation of his resurrection. You don't have to wonder. It is the truth. The amazing thing is that so many people doesn't see it. And I've wondered that, and tonight I'm going to try to approach it by the Scripture. Now, if you notice, these ones was at the tomb early in the morning. They met two men which were angels in shining apparel, which said unto them, that he was, why seek ye the living, of, uh, the living among the dead? They went to the tomb and found that he was not there. And they asked this notable question, why are you seeking the living among the dead? And he said, when these things he told you when he was yet in Galilee. Now, maybe you might just read over the top of that, but let's study that for a moment. He said, he told you these things when he was yet in Galilee. Why didn't they understand it? Why didn't they get it? And here's another great significance to it. That these ones who told him this, or told these disciples was at the grave, they must have been with him also in Galilee. For they knew what 
Jesus had told them before His crucifixion. Oh, what a blessed thing. You see, those disciples didn't know those angels were there. But they evidently was there because they said, Did not He tell you this? While He was yet in Galilee? And that fulfills what the Scripture said, that the angels of God are encamped about those who fear Him. Amen. And what a great thing that is to know that tonight, right in this building, Amen. there is angels of God standing at attention. Amen. And they know every word that we say. And everything that we do. And here is a scriptural proof of it. Amen. Said, did not he tell you these things while he was yet in Galilee? Said, remember that he told you these things. That word remember. That's a marvelous word. And oh, what a sad thing that's going to be for the lost. But after... They have sealed their doom after they've heard their last sermon. And to be over in a devil's hell, lost, and no chance at all to repent, to remember the opportunities they've turned down. You say unto me then, preacher, is there remembrance in hell? Jesus said there was. He said the rich man that lifted up his eyes in hell and saw Abraham and Lazarus in his bosom. And he said, Remember, in your lifetime, there is a remembrance. Amen. And how the lost, yeah. what an awful thing that would be to know that the great meetings that they had set in and had heard the mighty sermons of the anointed ministers of God. And not only that, but to see the anointed signs and wonders Amen. that God had performed among the people. And then to remember all these warnings and yet be lost. Why, it would haunt them forever. After the death of Jesus, the Bible tells us that He went and preached to the souls that were in prison. Amen. Amen. That repented not in the long suffering of the days of Noah. And to bring to their remembrance that Noah and Enoch and the great prophets Amen. of their days witnessed that there was coming a Messiah. And they rejected the message. Oh, it will be a terrible thing, my lost friend. For you in that day to remember, when you die here, your works follow you. Amen. And they will either haunt you through eternity or bless you through eternity. Amen. But remember, what a great thing it must be and a joy for those who are saved and can bring to face the facts these angels who are in the building tonight to bring to remembrance the great meetings and the great times and the great joy that we've had together. 
What a time it must be ahead for both groups, both saved and unsaved. God is a good God. He is so long-suffering. He's so full of gentleness and meekness and patience. He's not willing that any should perish. And He's done everything that can be done to keep men from perishing. But they will perish anyhow because they believe not. Now we take up our study tonight to see two men after the resurrection and many had come and told of an empty tomb. Had said that his body was not there. And some women had said that they had seen a vision of angels which told them that he had risen from the dead. Amen. And yet with all this message, yet these people did not believe and was discouraged going back home. And to think of on the first Easter, the first beautiful spring Easter morning, Jesus alive among the people and these going along discouraged walking along the road with saddened hearts and was disturbed about the crucifixion. And as they walked, we find out that there was somebody who stepped out of the roadside and began to walk with them. And they didn't know who he was because the scripture says that their eyes had been holding them. Oh, here's where I want you to see. Not only was this something that happened, but it was a prophecy and a shadow of something that was going to happen. You know, our blessed Lord never did anything just to be gatting about. Everything He did had a meaning. Everything that He did was eternally. It never dies, every move, every motion, every word. Oh, I'm so glad of that. You can just nail to it with all that's in you, and it will be made manifest. And as they walked along the road, a strange man walked out. And they, he, he said unto them, Why are you so sad? They should be happy. Said, why are you so sad? And what is this conversation that you're speaking of? And he said, they said back to him, are you a stranger around Jerusalem? Don't you know the things that's been going on? We had a prophet by the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And we hoped in him that he would be the deliverer. But this is the third day and our people crucified him. And they begin to tell the story of what had taken place. I had been dead. How they had expected him to be the great deliverer. But how that prophet of the Most High God could stand there in pity with spit on his face and let a soldier put a rag around his head and blind his eyes and hit him on the head with a stick 
and say, Now prophesy, you prophesy, and tell us who hit you. We'll believe you. That was more than the people could understand. They were thinking that the Messiah would be something different from that. And if that isn't a true picture today, people are expecting the kingdom of God to be different than what it really is. They're expecting it to come in splendor. They're expecting it to be arrived in the Vatican City or some great cathedral. But because he brings it amongst a bunch of poor, illiterate, humble-hearted people, it blinds the eyes of the wise and prudent. Oh, what a mockery for that woman to take and mock washing his feet with her hair as the true believer had did. What a mockery to see him hanging there on the cross with his hands tacked to the cross. And to hear the high priest said, Now, if you are the Son of God, perform a miracle here. Just pull your hands loose and come down off the cross and we will believe you. Now, in the natural man's mind, the carnal man, the church man, the make-believer, because every congregation holds three different types of people, that is the true believer and the make-believer and the unbeliever. Every congregation has them. And to think that this man who had opened the eyes of the blind unstopped the ears of the deaf and it raised the man from the dead that had been dead four days and could make such statements Amen. as he did and then would hang there with spit on his face and let a high priest ride upon him and tell him such things and he never opened his mouth and said a word back in debate. For he said, I do that which always pleases God. And it was pleasing to God to have that to happen. Now we watch him for a few minutes. Now, these disciples, they couldn't understand why this must be done. So as they went along and began to pour out the story, then Jesus stops them. You see, he appeared to them when they were talking about him. And that's the reason he doesn't appear to too many of the church people today. They don't talk about him enough. The church is always talking about some big doings they got going on. Some big social party. Or some picnic they're going to. Or some new something that they're going to do. Some of the societies. The church is so burdened with societies that it hasn't got any room for Christ. The real church is always unladen with all these societies and turns everything to a prayer meeting. Those who know Him and love Him. And here He was. They were talking about Him when He appeared. If we would quit talking about our neighbors and quit talking about the hypocrites in the church 
and talk more about Jesus, we'll have more appearing of Jesus. Talking about the faults of the preacher, talking about the faults of something else, and just talk about Jesus. Amen. There'd be more things happen. Now, and when they were talking, he appeared, and then notice, when he appears, he don't begin to take sides with you. Oh, that's right. This one ought to be put out and this ought to have a new pastor. Or this neighbor done you wrong. See, as soon as he appeared, he began to preach the word. A real servant of God always goes to the word. He said, oh, foolish and slow of heart to believe all the prophets have said about Christ. See how they, he brought it in? Are you so slow and foolish that you did not believe what the prophet said? What if he would appear tonight? I'd just like to ask this. What would he do at the Branham Tabernacle tonight? Are you so slow at heart? What would he do in Jeffersonville tonight? Where the gospel has been preached for... 25 years. Signs and wonders. Miracles. And undoubted things. Things that's never been done since Jesus left the earth. Is performed daily. The sick are healed. The signs and wonders performed. Great prophecies made that never fail. The gospel being preached without compromise. Amen. And still the bar rooms and the honky tonks is loaded tonight in Jeffersonville. Oh, how can we escape the wrath of God? I've said this many times and I'll say it yet tonight. If God would let us go without punishment, He'd be an unjust God. He'd have to raise up Sodom and Gomorrah and apologize to him for sinking him for the same thing that we're doing daily and getting worse. Although they were a bunch of heathen people. But we're supposed to be a Christian nation. And as he talked to them and began to explain to them the scriptures, and not was he only just patting them on the back and giving them some little baby doctrine but he was rebuking them Amen. and said, you're foolish yeah. and slow at heart. Why did you doubt what the prophet said? Amen. You see where he went? Straight to the scriptures. And they began to watch and listen. He said, ought not Christ to have rose the third day and entered into his glory? And as he went along all day long talking, yet they did not know him. Because her eyes was cold. They were being closed. And they could not see him or understand him. Now here's where I want to get to what I want you to see. That was the first message after the resurrection. And as he walked with them through that entire day, they did not know him. Yet he was with them. But he himself had their eyes closed. Yes. But when it got towards the setting 
the Son. And Jesus made as if he would pass him by. If that isn't just exactly what he's done again in these last days at the setting of the sun. Did you notice what he gave the church then through the day? Just preaching the word. He never performed one sign or wonder. He never said anything but just preached the word about the resurrection of what the prophets said. That's what he's done since the days of his going away. Until this last day. But now... Oh, bless his name. Amen. The sun is setting. Amen. And he made as if he would not stop. Oh, I can think of Fanny Crosby when she cried, Pass me not, O gentle Savior. And these disciples said, Come and abide. Stay with us in the darkness. For it's getting late. And he made out like he was going on. But they constrained him. Amen. In other words, they begged him. Yes. Amen. Oh, if we had more begging type of people. Amen. Sister, brother, do you know the Bible said just for the Holy Ghost to mark those who sigh and cry for the abominations did in the city? Amen. Now I want to ask you a question. We make so much emotion over our religious ideas, but who is it in the city tonight in Jeffersonville that's so concerned about the lost world in this last day that even spends 30 minutes a night praying for the sins of the city? But according to the Scriptures, the angel of God was only to seal those who sighed and cried for the abomination. We're not interested no more. We just want to know that we can have a good time. We want to know that we can uh, have a little society in our church. We want to know that we've got a, a vote coming when it comes time to elect the next pastor. We want our church to look a little better than the next fellow's church. That's the idea of this world today. No one Begging, oh Lord, God, come to me quickly, or I'll perish. Oh, pass me not, O oh Savior. You was omnipotent. You who are omnipresent, come and dwell in my heart, O oh Lord. It's even hard to get a man or woman to raise their hand to accept the Lord Jesus as Savior. The old-fashioned motor's bench has been taken out. There is no more weeping. There is no more crying at the altar. <laughs> just think when Charles G. Finney, just a gospel preacher, a little converted lawyer, a little bitty, dried-up-looking fella, was testing the acoustics in a building. And he said, Repent or perish! And a man sitting in the cupola fainted and fell out. He stood on the balcony of a building in New England and preached hell to the lost. Amen. And when he screamed out, you'll perish if you don't repent. Man fainted and women and fell in the streets. 
But the day you can preach repentance and hell fire and brimstone and people will laugh at it. What's the matter? Our hearts are cold. We're indifferent. We got too much. We need less of the world and more of God. Our hearts are too cold. We become interested in some emotions. We become interested if, if we can dance, if we can shout, I believe in it. If we can speak with tongues, I believe in it. I believe in every bit of that. But if we have that and don't have that agonizing, weeping, broke up spirit, God can never use it. Them things are good. But we got to have the other to go with it. We've left off the main thing and gone for a secondary. And you can never major on a minor. We know that. Even in our own meetings, our own meetings has got too much. To the place is too much on divine healing. Instead of healing of the soul. Brother, what we need today is a revival of breaking up. Souls on fire for God. What I mean on fire is down at the altar with tears running down their cheeks. Not for five minutes and get up and forget it. Without trying to win the lost back to Christ again. A burden on their heart. God take all the pleasures of the world and all of its fringes. All of its products and put a burden on my heart for the lost. To be my prayer. They constrained him. Oh Lord. We don't know who you are sir. But we love your preaching. Come in and stay with us through the night. And Jesus went in, walking with them, and they didn't know him. And when he once got in maybe a little hut, but it's nothing too humble for him. You say, well, Brother Branham, I'm an old man. I don't care how old you are. I'm just a child. That doesn't matter how young you are. I'm too poor. I've got on overhauls. Oh, if you had a grass sack wrapped around you, Amen. it would make no difference to God. Praise the name of the Just Lord. ask Him. Hallelujah. You're great in the sight of God. Amen. You may not be much in the front of man, but you're great in the sight of God. You're one of His subjects. Amen. Hallelujah. Come in and abide with us. Oh, I couldn't ask Him to come in me. I've been a drunkard. I've been a gambler. I don't care what you are. Ask him, and if I doubt, he'll come on your invitation. He's never turned one down, and he never will turn one down. He's longing and trying to get into the hearts. You say, I've been a street harlot. I don't care what you've been. God is trying to work his way into your heart. Just say, come in, Lord, and abide with me. And notice, all through the day, he had been bringing the word, but no signs. When he got them inside and shut the door and sat down. Amen. Oh, brother. That's when he revealed his resurrection. No time from the morning when he met him until the going down of the sun did he do it. He never did one thing that he did in life, only just the word. But notice, 
at the evening time. At the evening time. That's when he proved his resurrection. Let me say this with humility. Let me say this with a broken voice. But a broken heart too. It's evening time. The Bible said it'll be light in the evening time. There'll be a day that it won't be neither night or day, the prophet said. It'll be just hearing the word with no manifestation. Just a gloomy, foggy day. But in the evening time, the light will shine again. It'll be light. And in this evening time that we're now living, where Christ to his ministers has preached the gospel for 2,000 years. But this is the evening lights. The evening lights was a manifestation of the resurrection. When they didn't know he had raised from the dead, although they loved him, they believed him, but they didn't know he had raised from the dead. They had argued against it. And now here it is in the evening time, he's going to reveal himself that he is raised from the dead. How did he do it? Not by preaching the word, he already did that. And still they didn't believe. And 2,000 years of preaching the word, the church still don't believe. But the evening light has come. The manifestation of the resurrection. And he taken them in. And he performed a miracle or did a thing. Just like he did before his crucifixion, they knew it was him. Their eyes come open. And he vanished quickly. Notice it was a short message. It wasn't very long. He didn't stay long with them. He just manifested himself and vanished out of their sight. And their eyes were open. And they knew that was him. And they said, did not our hearts burn within us as he talked to us along the road? And oh, brother, sister, how much has our hearts burned down through the years? I've been a Christian now for about 27 years. Oh, about 29 years. I've been a preacher for 27 years. And all along when I read his word, when he talks to me, it's wonderful. My heart burns to hear the word. But now the evening lights has come. The sun's are setting. Civilization is gone. The world's at the end. Now he's appeared and doing something in our midst to reveal himself as a resurrected Christ. Amen. Our eyes are, can come open. We can see that he is alive forevermore. The proof of the pudding is the eating thereof. Amen. And that's the proof of the resurrection. If Jesus promised the Bible that he's the same yesterday and forever, and he does not prove that, then the scripture's wrong. Yeah. Down through the years, we've had all these scripture teachings. But this is the day for the manifestation. Amen. For the manifestations of the resurrection. Amen. Now, what did they do when their eyes were open? They said, did not our hearts firm within us? And they rushed quickly back to meet the rest of their people. And they didn't go back now, just going down the road and saying, well, maybe it could have been something else. But they were positive. And they rushed to their own company. And they said, truly the Lord has raised indeed. 
We know that he is right. They didn't go to argue their religion. They just went because their eyes had been opened. They had seen him in his resurrection. What would be a more beautiful thing this night, my friend? Amen. What would be a more glorious thing tonight on this Easter day is to see that same Jesus Amen. that raised from the dead come into the midst of this little old humble tabernacle here that cost us less than $3,000 20 years ago. How would it be in this little humble place to see him come here tonight and do the things that he did Amen. before his crucifixion to prove his resurrection? Amen. He's never done it until these last days. Now he's doing it because he promised he'd do it. Amen. It's evening time. The lights are shining. God's opening the eyes of his children. Amen. They with light hearts are rushing back. Yes. Oh, he has raised indeed. Now there's people in this building tonight that's probably from Virginia and all around over the country and, and no matter where you're from, you could go back with a light heart on this Easter day. If Jesus would appear to you like he did to them, Amen. Maybe you've walked with him a long time. Maybe you've been a Christian for years. But you have never yet seen his power of his resurrection manifested. Amen. Oh, if he'll do it tonight, will you receive him as a risen Lord? Think of it now while we bow our heads just a moment for prayer. How many would like to be remembered in this prayer? Raise up your hand to God. God bless you. Now, Lord God... The people are standing, their limbs are cramping, but oh, they love you. They have come, Lord, on this resurrection day. They've come maybe from an old empty tomb somewhere where they preached the empty gospel and said, well, the days of miracles is past. That's the way they found the tomb, because he wasn't there. It raised from the dead. But Cleopas and his friend has many journeying with them tonight, disgusted along the road. But, oh, Lord Jesus, in these evening times, I pray that you'll manifest your resurrection to this little church tonight. Prove to these who are standing here that you're humble. That is, if no matter how humble it is, You'll come to any place where you're welcome, where you're wanted. And there are many here, Lord, who are needy. Many are sick and many are afflicted. Many are without you, without Christ, without God, and they won't help. I pray, Father, that you'll manifest yourself tonight to this little tabernacle once more. Oh, Lord God, thou hast been good to your servant. Many years ago today, in a little old crude-looking log cabin when my young mother back there, about 15 years old, opened up the window of an early morning and I gave my first little scream. Oh, Lord God, I thank you for every year. I'm ashamed of the many things that I've done that's wrong. I pray you forgive me. And the one regret I have, Lord, that I didn't serve you when I was a little baby boy. Help me, Lord. Oh, Lord, if I have found grace in thy sight, strengthen this 
feeble body. Renew my strength. Renew my youthful strength as you do the eagles. And put my head out of the heart and my heart low. That I might walk for the Lord yet and manifest your love to the people. Give unto me deeper love, more consecration, a deeper full of life, fuller life that I might serve you. Lord, manifest your power tonight among the people by healing the sick and the afflicted, giving witness to your resurrection, and we'll give thee praise in the name of the Lord Jesus, we ask it. Amen. I like that, Sister Gertie. How many knows it? Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty. Let's kind of hum it together now just once. I love, how many love them old-fashioned songs? Oh, you can take all your little old chopped-up Elvis Presley boogie-woogie in the name of Christianity, you can have it. Give me those old-fashioned, heart-stirring love songs of the gospel. Yes, sir. Holy, 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 Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of now just to go while we sing it again now just worship now to God just kind of close yourself off and worship now as we sing oh oh You put the moon, the stars. You measured the earth in the palm of your hand and blew off the stars. You're God. Amen. You raised up Jesus from the dead 1,900 years ago and showed him alive to give us that blessed assurance that we wait now for the coming of him who will sit on the throne of David and will rule the earth in peace and righteousness. We'll study war no more. There will be no more hunger, no sorrow. There will be no more sadness, no more death. The former things will pass away. And oh God, it's so close to him. Strengthen the hearts of your children. Give us tonight our desires. Not for ourselves, Lord, but that we might have a testimony fresh in our heart of his resurrection. 
I humble my heart and ask for you to help me. And the audience humbles their heart and asks for you to help them, that together we might see the risen Lord. Come into our midst, Lord. Sanctify this church. I call for mercies of God. Lord, don't judge us. We don't ask for judgment. We ask for mercy. Give us mercy, O eternal God. And manifest your love and presence with us. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, I just feel more like worshiping. My heart just filled up. What an assurance Jesus has raised from the dead. It's not a story like Santa Claus. If I'm saying something wrong before your children, you forgive me, I don't mean to, but I believe in telling children the truth. I want to know the truth. They told me about Jesus. If he has raised from the dead, then it's a mystic story. If he isn't the same yesterday, today, and forever, then it's a mystic story. Then he might be dead if he doesn't prove himself to be a risen God. But I'm so glad to know that he has raised from the dead and he lives now. He's here. These sacred sands that I talked of this morning, no one can ever move that from your heart. May God open your eyes tonight, pilgrim. And let you know that his son is raised from the dead and is sure to manifest himself. Now, I asked Billy how many was to be prayed for. He didn't know. How many here wants prayer of the sick bodies? Raise your hands all over the building. Everywhere in the building it wants it. It would be too much to see it. Over, it's two-thirds of the audience. It would be too much to try to bring a prayer line through. We couldn't do it. I told him to give out cards. And we have tried to line them up and bring them through as many as could, and I guess you give a hundred. <coughs> All right. Yes, he's give a hundred cards in the building. Don't set over about two hundred and fifty, I guess, or something like that. So probably many here. How many doesn't have a prayer card? And you want God to heal you? Raise your hands. Every word the building that doesn't have a prayer card. Nearly half of them. All right. Now there's only one legitimate way that we can do. There's something on my mind. There's something in my heart. I can't say it until I know what I'm speaking of. I'm praying. I'm holding to God. I'm going back to the backside of the desert. Wow. I, I've got to meet God again. There's just something. I've got to get on those sands again. Where I was at a few years ago, I want to talk to him. I, I've seen him in vision twice. I hope I can see him again before I leave. There's something I've found in the Scriptures. I, I, I don't know. It's been on my heart, and every time I speak of it, something happens. Amen. And I'm just, I'm on, I, I'm at a place I don't know what to do. I believe this ministry that I now have is fading away. That something greater is going to take its place. Amen. This next week or two, I'm going to the sacred sands, if I can, at the backside of the desert. To see if I can contact my Lord. I can't rest. I can have no peace till I find Him. Till I find what this is all about. I can't understand it. He's never turned me down yet. I don't believe you will this time. I'm bragging. I'm praying to Him to help me. Not that I, 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 I don't want it. My, I could come back here and preach and go ahead. And I, I guess I got enough friends to kind of help take care of me. That isn't it. That isn't it, Heidi. 
This ministry that I have, I could continue on if God would be with me. I could continue on, but my heart's not satisfied. There's some deep calling to the deep. There's something moving. Looks like I can put my hands on it, but where's it at, Lord? It's not for me. It's for His people. It's for God's children. I just become a sacrifice. I'm an old man. My days are up. My youthful days are gone. A man 49 years old is an old kid no more. We know that. One more year and I'll be 50. I'm an old boy. I've got children to raise. That's true. But brother, I've got the work of God to do above everything. I must know what this craving in me is about. I've got to go till I find it. I must find him somewhere. I must know. Amen. I guess there's some sitting here from about 10 or 12 years ago in this tabernacle and I made that same statement here one time. How many sure remembers that? Just look at the old man that's left. Something in here. I said, there's something I can almost touch it. It's at hand. Little did I know if the angel spoke down here at the river before you all and said that John was sent as a forerunner of the first coming, you'll send a message around the world. It's happened. Every nation's got healing services going now around the world, even up into Russia. Yes, sir, everywhere. Healing services going on. Word had died down. Now there's something greater moving. There's a, I'm waiting to hear the sound of the rushing of the mulberry leaves going on. Pray for me. Now as I'm in this ministry, the manifestation of Jesus Christ's resurrection. If he is alive, he keeps every promise. Who has kept him alive for these 2,000 years? Who's kept that eternal light burning? Now it's the evening time. His manifestation of something that he did, like he did before the crucifixion, he manifested himself to the disciples. They recognized it quickly. That was him. Now he'll do the same. How many has been in other meetings of mine? Let's see your hands all over the building. I guess it's 100%. So I won't have to go through it. You know what to expect. How many is longing and waiting to see him again tonight and walk on the scene? Are you the resurrected Jesus? God bless you. Now just to show that he's alive. X. All right. That's just, we can't call too many a time. We can stand maybe four or five at a time or something. All right, let's begin with the prayer cards now and begin to raise them up. Let's get number one. Who has it? Look at your card. Number one. Oh, I'm sorry. All right. Number two. Number three. Can you get up, ever? Who has number three? Number four. Number five. Number six. I don't see number six. One, two, three, four, five. Number six, all right. Number seven. Number seven, please. Uh, right here's the eight. Number eight. Number nine. All right, sir. Number ten. Right. Let's see how many we... All right, let's start right there. And then we can see, maybe we can get a few more. How many in the building that doesn't know me, I don't know you, and you want God to heal you, raise up your hand. 
All that knows that I don't know you. All right. Just be reverent. Now, our Lord Jesus, when he walked on earth, while they're lining the people up, our Lord Jesus, when he walked on earth, he never claimed to be a healer. How many knows that? Amen. He said, it's my Father that dwelleth in me. How many knows that he said, I can do nothing in myself, but what I see the Father doing, that doeth the same. And when he found a man in a, a little man, and he declared himself before the Jewish race, he performed a miracle by telling the man where he was and what he had been doing, and they believed him. And when he declared himself to the Samaritan race, he told a woman what her secret was, and she believed him in the whole race. Is that right? Amen. But remember, he never did that to a Gentile. Never in the presence of a Gentile. Because how many knows that this has been the Gentile dispensation? But the evening lights have come now. What kind of a light that shines? What kind of a light that shines when the suns are going down? The same sun that shined in the east when it come up. You believe that? Amen. Is that the same sun that went across the earth? Amen. The same sun that peeped up and showed a light back here, and it was dark through the day, just a misty day, and then just before the sun went down, it shined again, and it had to be the same light that shined back there. Amen. If it shined on the Samaritan and on the Jew back there and not on the Gentile, then he's got to shine the same light on the Gentile in order to be the same yesterday, today, and forever. Is that right? Now you believe. Now, Sister Gertie, real quietly, just for a moment. Now, in this prayer line, there's many of you, I guess I don't know. How many of you in there that I don't know what's wrong with you or nothing about you? You know it. Raise up your hand. You, it's in the prayer line. It knows that I don't know nothing about you. How many of the audience knows that I don't know nothing about you? I don't care whether you're around here or not. I know nothing about you. All right? Just believe now, our Lord was going one time to, to raise a little dead girl, and a, a woman touched his garment. And he turned and said, Who touched me? And everybody kept still. They denied of touching him. But he looked around, and some of them rebuked him, Peter, and said, Lord, how can you say who touched him? The whole multitude are touching you. He said, But I, I, virtue has went from me. That's strength. And he looked around, and until he found who the... How did he know who the woman was? It was her own faith because he said so. Thy faith has saved thee. Your blood issue which you've had is finished. Your faith has made you well. That's Jesus Christ today that was yesterday. If he can do the same thing today, then he proves himself the same. It seems like I ought to know this woman here. Are you the first person? Are you the... I might know you. I don't know. Your face looks familiar. I don't know. But whatever it is, you stand up and come here now. I want to say, if I do know you, I might not, I don't know your name, but it seems like I've seen you. And I perhaps have. But I don't know what you're here for. I have no idea what you're here for. And I don't know that I know you, but it just, you look familiar, your face. Would I know you? You, you, I wouldn't know you. All right, then you are a stranger. Her face looked familiar to me. I just didn't know. I want to be sure. 
Now, everybody is aware, if you've got any spirituality about you at all, that something's going on right now. Amen. Yeah. Praise God. Oh, can't you? Amen. Can't you just... Hallelujah. You're not supposed to feel it, but oh. you, you do feel it. Amen. I know that that angel of God is right here at this desk. Amen. You see that picture there, that light? Amen. That light is right here now. Amen. You say, I don't see it. Neither do they see those angels who told him. He yes. told you this in Galilee. They were there. Yes. And he's here. He is Christ, the risen one. How many knows that Christ is in the form of a light today? Amen. The Bible said he is. Amen. Now you be real reverent now. Don't move around. Jesus. Wherever you are, just pray. Now, if we are strange to each other, and the Lord God, if He, if you're sick, and if I could heal you, I, I'd do it. But I couldn't. I can't do it because it's already done. Jesus did it when He died at Calvary, rose, He proved it. And now, if He will reveal to me what you're here for. Now, if He was standing here with this suit on. He might know who you are. He would know if God revealed it to him. He said, I do nothing until the Father shows me what to do. And if he was here, and he would reveal to you maybe who you are, where you come from, what your name is, what you did before you come to the service, or what you got on your heart, or something like that. But for healing, it's a finished work. It's already finished. Now... If you'll do the same thing, will you believe that you'll get what you're asking for? Amen. Will the audience raise your hand to God that you'll believe it too? If he'll reveal to this one, let her be the judge. Amen. Now, if anybody wants to come take this place, you're welcome. Now, here's where I'm going to be found a liar and God's word untrue. Or I'm telling the truth and his word is real. Amen. Amen. Right. There you are. There can't be any can't be any getting around this. This shows it. This does it. Now if the woman's sick, now I'll lay my hands over and say, You're going to get well, sister. She's only got my word for that. But if the Holy Spirit reveals something that's been in her life in the back, she knows whether that's the truth or not. Something that has been. Yeah. If he knows what has been, he certainly will know what will be. Amen. Don't you believe that? Amen. Now, may he grant it to you, my sister. Then the audience has all said they believe. You and I, strangers together, and just meeting here for this time, you stand there, something wrong. I don't know what it is. I do not know. Or I don't know you, and how would I know what, what, you were, what was wrong with you? But God does know what's wrong with you. Now you just be real reverent. Now, the lady is not here for herself to begin with. You're here for somebody else. That's the little one. And it's having trouble with the... It's real nervous. It's a grandson, I believe, of yours. 
And there's something strange. I see that baby in a city that's not this city. It looks like it's New Albany. Right? And it's got a nervous condition. <clears throat> it's got something wrong with its liver, so they say. Has a lot of vomiting. That's right. You've been disturbed about it. And you're standing for that one. That's thus saith the Lord. Amen. You be the judge. Are those things true? I don't know what I told you. The tape knows. It tell, it'll tell me. Now, it was for somebody else, some way. Put that handkerchief on to somebody else that you had in your hand while that anointing was on you. And don't doubt, and you'll have what you asked for. If he knows what was, he knows what will be. Don't doubt. Don't believe in me. How do you do, sir? I suppose that we are strangers to each other. Absolutely. We are strangers. Never seen you before in my life till this morning. Said he never saw me before in life until this morning. Now everyone real reverent now. The anointing's already striking now, you see. I wish I could explain this. But God does know you, sir. And if the Lord God will reveal to me what's your trouble, will you accept him as your healer or savior, whatever you need for him? I do will. Now, when the vision strikes you, just listen to it. Amen. You are trying to move across the floor, and it's something in your knees. It's arthritis in your knees. You have trouble also with your eyes. You're getting weaker. Right. And you got trouble with your ears. Right, and you got trouble in your stomach. Right, that is true. Absolutely. You're not from this city. You're from Somerset, Kentucky. That's right. Your name is Mr. Hudson. That's right. Now you go back. Believe with all your heart and you shall be healed. Yeah. Believe it in all your heart. Just believe with all your heart, everybody. Have faith in God. Don't doubt, but just believe. The Lord God does know you, sister. Do you believe he could reveal to me what you're here for? If he will do it, will you accept it? sitting here. Yes. I believe we're strangers to each other, sir. But just a few moments ago when I was speaking to that man, something happened to you. You said in your heart, I believe that. That's true, isn't it? If the Lord God will reveal to me what you want to be healed of, will you accept it? You've got some kind of a coughing that bothers you. That's right. Raise up your hand. Or if you believe it, you'll never have it no more. It'll go away from you. Amen. Praise God. What did he touch? What did he do? He touched the high priest, not me. Amen. That can, I've never seen the man. I don't know nothing about him. Are you believing that the resurrected Jesus? Isn't this the very same thing he did after his resurrection to prove that he was the same one? 
Some says, what kind of spirit is that? A spirit will always bear record of itself. Amen. The, we are the branches, he's the vine. Amen. A pumpkin vine will bear pumpkins. A grapevine will bear grapes. Apple tree will bear apples. A Christian life will bear Christ. Amen. It is no strange thing. Your eyes are going bad. And you want prayer for your eyes. That's right, isn't it? That's right, raise up your hand. See, I don't know you, but God does. But your life, you could not. Here, I see something else, a hospital. Uh, just a moment. Uh, it's not an eye examination. It's not, it's an operation. It's not you. It's a friend of yours that's had an operation. And that's something, a rupture operation, and you're scared about it because you know it was something different from a rupture. That's right. That's a card in Indiana. That's true. Amen. You believe now with all your heart? Go and receive what you've asked for in the name of the Lord Jesus. I know your faith. Uh, if I'm not this, of course, this is anointing, you see. But the best I remember, aren't you a preacher? See? I just want to know so the, the, the congregation, see, it's nothing, it's just something I know anyone. I, I know, but I don't know what you're here about. I have no idea. If that's right, raise up your hand. I know not Amen. what you're here for. But I know you're a preacher from out around Blackson's Mill or somewhere out there. Praise God. Because you've come to my house one time, I believe, to pray for a baby or something. Yes. Amen. I know it was something about a baby. Yes. Amen. But you're suffering with some kind of trouble in your bowels. Let me tell you, then you'll know whether I'll be God's servant or not. you got somebody on your heart to pray for, and that's a crippled girl. She's not here. She's across the river. She's in Kentucky. Now, believe with all your heart, you can have what you ask for. Do you believe? If you can believe, you can receive. Don't doubt. What about back in the audience? Are you believing? Way back there, a colored lady sitting just into the left has a female disorder sitting in this to the left. If you believe with all your heart, lady, you can have your healing. Amen. Do you believe it? That's right. The colored lady sitting with a post by the side of a man. She's got her hand up now. You have a female disorder. All right? The Lord God has healed you, sister. Amen. Your faith made you well. Can't you see that light hanging over that woman there? Look Amen. at that. Oh, how wonderful. The Lord God never fails. Be reverent. Oh, I'm so glad he lives. Amen. If 
canst believe all things are possible. Amen. I suppose that we are strangers to each other. I don't know you. I've never seen you. But God does know you. If I've ever seen you, I didn't know it. But if the Lord will reveal to me what you're standing here for, would you believe me to be his servant? Believe that he's raised from the dead if we're strangers. There has to be some kind of power. Reveal it to me what you're here for. You're here on account of very close things that you're praying for. That's right. Now pray for somebody else and find out if I be the servant of God. Just pray for somebody else and see if he can reveal it. You believe it? Amen. Amen. Well, she's nervous. She's got a kidney trouble. And she lives in Carden. That's right, isn't it? Now, do you believe? Now go and receive just as you Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I asked you, I challenge your faith to believe it. Anywhere in the building, no matter where you are, just believe it. Amen. All the way at the back. The young man standing back there praying for his friend in Fort Wayne is blind. Amen. You believe God will heal him? All right, then you can have it. Amen. Some of the rest of you back there believe. Way back, way back. Believe. Challenge. Challenge it. God be merciful. The colored lady sitting right down below you there with a tumor. You believe the Lord will heal you later right on the back seat, very back seat back there? The little round hat on, raise her hand up. You believe God will heal you that tumor? If you do, raise up your hand and wave it to him. All right? Then go home and get well. Amen. Oh, he's marvelous. Amen. Here's the lady sitting right up in front over here. Sitting on the inside just a little bit back. She's praying for somebody else. There's the angel of the Lord standing by her. And that friend of hers that pray she's praying for doesn't live here. It's in a little city where there's a lot of pine trees around. That's Henryville, Indiana. And she's praying for her sister-in-law that has heart trouble. Can you believe it? If you can believe it sitting back there, have faith in God and receive it. All Amen. right. All right, then. You're a stranger to me. I don't know you. But God does know you. Amen. If you believe it, raise up your hand, lady. The lady with the glass on there. All right. That's it. Amen. What do you think? Amen. The Lord, our God, He is God. He is not dead. He is not dead. But He's alive. Amen. Not only is He alive, but He's present. Are we strangers to each other, I suppose? This is our first time meeting, I suppose. But God knows us both. What you so scared about? And quit thinking about them smells and perfumes and so forth. Get away from it. Just believe God. You just got it on your mind. You go back home and be well, if you believe it. 
You've had some trouble. I see you come in and go out of the hospital. One, two, three times. Operations. And that's been for the colon. It's tumors like in the colon. And you're not from this city. You're Kentuckian. And you're from a city that I've been in. It's Camelsville. Amen. Praise God. Mrs. Bond, you return back and believe me. Amen. You can have what you ask for. Do you believe with all your heart? Do you want to go eat your supper and be over the stomach trouble? All right, go ahead. If you want to go to that arthritis and be made well, just go on your own. You believe God will heal that heart trouble? Go on your own. This man sitting right back here at the end. With a white shirt. No, that's Brother Funk. It's just behind him. You want the baptism of the Holy Ghost, don't you? All right. If you'll believe it, you can receive it. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Why do you think the little lady sitting here with arthritis looking at me in the face? You're from Middletown, Ohio. You want to believe it? That's good faith for a person that's not even a Christian. You don't profess to be a Christian. That's right. You accept Him now as your Savior? You believe Him and will accept Him as your Savior, the risen Lord? I don't know you. I've never seen you. That's right. But if you'll accept Him as your risen Lord right now in your heart, your sins are forgiven and God will heal you. Raise your hand to Him and believe Him. All right. Go on your road and rejoice. I challenge your faith. I challenge you to believe it. We are strangers to each other. But God knows you. You know me, but I don't know you. Is that it? You believe that God can reveal to me what you're here for? All right, how many will believe it? Oh, how can you disbelieve? Has God ever opened your eyes? A lot of you people here know me. I was raised up with you here. How could I go back down through my life and find out if ever anything was ever said but what's perfectly come to pass to be the truth? Search it and see if it's right. Well, what am I telling you? Jesus Christ is raised from the dead. He's alive. He's here. This is Easter. And it's been Easter for 2,000 years. But evening lights are shining now. It's shining in the east then, it's shining out of the west now. Sir, this could go on for hours. If the man says that I don't know him, he's seen me probably in a meeting somewhere or some place, I don't know. God does, I don't. I don't know where I've ever seen him. Don't know if I've ever seen him, but he said he'd seen me. If God will reveal to that man, 
something that he knows, just like Philip went and got Nathaniel and brought him. How many say, it will seven forever for me? Amen. Would you hold your hand and I don't know you? Just raise up your hands if I don't know you. I know nothing about you. I don't know nothing about you. Never seen you in my life as far as I know. Now, if God will grant this, how many will say, I'll accept him right now as a risen Lord, as my healer? To heal you, I couldn't, sir. I have no power to heal. Only thing I have is a gift that God permits me to do. And now, being tired and weak, these visions almost kill me. It's worse, it's more harder than preaching or standing in the pool. It's hard. But God is good. You are suffering with something wrong of the spine. And that's a growth, they tell you, on your spine. That's exactly right. Now, will you believe? Now, look, more I would talk to the man, more would be said. I want to ask you now, just be reverent, be reverent. You pray for somebody and see if the Lord will reveal it. I'll ask any of you to do the same thing. Just get on your mind. Why? See, there's nothing in me. I couldn't help you. I'm a man. And, but Jesus is God. And He's present. Can't you, is your eyes open to, to see that? Aren't you looking to pass the curtain to see for 2,000 years where He's been? He's talked to you in the words. He's talked to you in your sermons. All along, and here He is now. Making Himself manifested. I'm trying to hold you on my heart. Yes, I see you examined. It's on your spine. It's a growth. And you're praying for your wife. If God will show me what's wrong with your wife, would you believe me as his prophet? It's her ears. Not only that, but to see a young man appear. That's your son. If God will reveal to me what's married to your son, will you believe me to be his prophet? Will the audience believe it? Or here? It's a nervous condition and a skin condition. That's exactly right. That's thus saith the Lord. Do you believe you receive what you ask for? Amen. Then go on your road and rejoice. How many believes with all your heart? Amen. Now I want you to do something for me. Lay your hands over on one another just for a minute. Just wherever you're standing, lay your hands on one another. What a time. Can't you see, friends? Can't you understand that this can't be me? Yes, the little lady says the glasses on that female trouble, that discharge. Don't worry about it anymore sitting there. It's over. It turns light. It's gone from you. Amen. Something is present. Something that's supernatural. Amen. Something that's real. He knows your sins. He knows all about you. Isn't he the Lord Jesus? 
fed, I'm telling you, if I've told you that to be the truth, and he's proved it to be the truth, I'm telling you the truth now, every one of you can be healed right now if you'll just accept it. Not from your head, but from your heart. If you'll settle it now that you're in the presence of the omnipotent God, that he's present now, there's no need for a feeble person to go out of this building. Every one of us can go out perfectly whole if you'll just believe it. If he hears my prayer here, he'll hear my prayer out there. He not only hear my prayer, he'll hear your prayer. Now, the Bible said he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's proved that. The Bible said he's raised from the dead. He's proved that. Is that right? Now, I want to ask you something. Jesus said this, his last words before he left the earth. These signs shall follow them that believe. How many believers in here say amen? Amen. You are the believer now. These signs shall follow them that believe. If they lay their hands on the sick, they shall recover. Is that promise true? Well, you're the believers. You've got your hands on one another. Then the Bible is right. Now, each one of you pray for one another just the way you do in your own church. Lay your hands on one another. Each one pray for one another as you lay your hands on one another now. Just pray for one another while I pray now. O Lord, if Thou dost come tonight and receives Your church, we are without an excuse. You are here And as this picture hangs on the wall of the pillar of fire that led the children of Israel, you're still the same God tonight with the same power and the same demonstrations. You've raised from the dead and this is the proof that you've raised from the dead. Now, Lord God, do a great work in the hearts of the people. Forgive every sin and heal every sickness. Answer their prayers, Lord. And now hear the prayer of your servant. I now condemn every disease, every demon, every power of the devil, and say to the devil, get out of this people. Come out of them. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Leave this people. They've got their hands on one another. They're servants of God. Come out, Satan, I adjure thee. In the name of Jesus, come out and be thou cast out into darkness and bother them no more. In the name of Jesus Christ. How many of you believe God heals you just now? Stand up on your feet. If you're crippled, stand up anyhow. Praise the Lord. That's it. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Did I not tell you you shall see the glory of God? Amen. If there's any cripples in here that could not walk, walk up and down the aisle. Amen. If there's anyone here that was deaf in one ear, put your finger in the good ear and hear out of the bad one. Amen. Anybody here that was afflicted could raise up their hand? Amen. Raise up. Amen. Christ, look at the look at the hands going up. Amen. That was afflicted in their hands. Amen. Amen. I said he's here. Amen. Amen. All right, Sister Gertie. He lives, he lives. Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and he talks with me. Along the 
this great audience say, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord lives. The Lord lives. Praise His name. Christ, Christ revealing the secrets of the heart. We invite you back, strangers, to our tabernacle, to our worship. I sang just a little while so that anointing would kind of leave me for a minute so that I could speak. I'm glad you were here. It's been a great day to be with you. God bless you. To the tabernacle next Sunday night is communion, foot wash. Any of you people in our neighborhood, stop and see us. Pray for us until we meet again. Let's bow our heads now. We're going to ask the pastor to come dismiss us or say what he wishes.